0: Hello and welcome to this body sensing and movement awareness lesson. So this is Jill, Wigmore Welsh here from Reading in Berkshire, just bringing you another episode. And as with all lessons that I record and upload here onto this podcast, the lessons are not meant to be a medical treatment, a general medical treatment for a specific problem. So if you come across this recording and you think it's interesting, but maybe you have some medical or clinical constraints and you're not sure whether you should be doing this, then remember to always check with your physician and make sure that it's okay for you to do. However, you can always do these lessons in your imagination and uh, listen in to the lesson and perhaps trial small snippets and find out how it works for you. So this this particular lesson has been recorded with a, a client of mine in mind, as happens with a number of the recordings that I put up on here. And this particular client has problems with what we call hypersensitivity In other words, the sensation, the skin sensation to touch is very raised, so a light touch can feel extremely traumatic and challenging, and also pain can be present. However, you could trial this process. For example, if you were recovering from an injury to your calf or if you had had a stroke or if you were somebody who was just interested in discovering more about the how you use your body so the lesson is really going to be split up into three different sections but the important thing to remember is that when you come to do a lesson the lesson is designed to be done with mindful attention and awareness to what it is that you're doing. So there is no, there are no gold medals handed out for doing the lesson quickly, putting in a lot of pressure, trying to improve, trying to make it more of a challenge. The important thing to remember is, is go at your own pace always slow down i think for the majority of the clients that i work with slowing down increases the ability to be more aware when you have hypersensitivity sometimes it's difficult to know whether a certain movement say um, a movement of, of tissue moving the skin it's, it can be difficult to know if that's going to trigger some of your output, your feelings of pain or increased sensitivity, etc. So, this should always be done in what I would consider to be sort of laboratory conditions. In other words, with a, a mind that's open to discovery, but is also feeling calm. So, before starting this lesson, it's really important to actually put yourself into a mind frame, a frame of mind where you are ready to do the lesson. Now that might mean that you need to put aside a certain amount of time. It might mean that you need to actually take the timer on your phone um, and perhaps put to one side 15, 20 minutes whatever time you have and actually set this timer so that you know that you have got this amount of time to be working and also find a space where you feel very, very, very safe and comfortable. We know that, for example, with chronic pain we know that the pathways in our brain, our habit pathways, our neural pathways that we create as soon as we begin to start to feel stressed uh, and that can then lead to anxiety so stress means that something is happening in life and it's causing what we what we term a physiological response in other words parts of you will unconsciously tighten up so you will go into a physical pattern of contracting certain muscle groups um, your system will actually get ready to run away from the situation or hide or freeze, actually just to stay absolutely stock still and not move. But also the the knock-on effect from that can be that it begins to start to have an impact on thinking thoughts. And the combination of all of that can mean it has an effect on how the brain is working. So our mind We need to think of our mind, how we think, as different from our brain. So our brain, if you like, is a programmable system, if you like, to think of it that way. But our mind, the way we think, what we think, we can change the way we think, we can change the words we use. We can also change how we perceive things that might cause us stress. We can reframe those. But we can also physically begin to be much more aware of perhaps the situations and circumstances that might be causing us to respond physically, even though we don't think that we're under stress and pressure. So when you're doing any new type of lesson or any sort of movement work that you haven't done before, that's going to be stressful, worrying. So it's very important to put yourself into a situation and circumstance where you reduce your stress. So if you're able to go and do a lesson like this, close the door, find a time where there's no one else around, you know you're not going to be disturbed, the dog isn't gonna jump on you, the door isn't gonna burst open and the children come rushing in. Um, Find a space where you feel really safe. Find a time that you can dedicate to doing this and set a timer and say, I'm going to spend this amount of time, however long it might be. It doesn't matter how long it is because if you're doing a little bit through the day, that's every bit as effective as doing a big chunk at one time of day. And in fact, sometimes, if you have quite pronounced symptoms, it's a lot kinder, a lot safer and a lot nicer To actually just do little bits through the day. Say two or three minutes here and there. Feeling safe and comfortable. Finding what you can do without actually causing yourself to have increased outputs. Increased feelings of pain. Increased discomfort. Increased fear. And self-learning. So in other words, learning about yourself. And discovering what it is that causes you to respond and react as you do what it is that you're doing, because even if it's that putting your own hand on your leg is scary, well, you can perhaps put your hand a centimetre away, and you're in control of your own hand. You can put your hand just a centimetre away, just so that you can feel, if you like, the warmth and some people call it energy, whatever you want to call it, warmth is a form of energy. If you put your hand just above your skin, anywhere, you can feel there's a, a sense of warmth where the warmth coming from one hand, coming out from the blood vessels that carry the go around your body are going to get warm. And the blood vessels, obviously you're going to get you're going to get that heat that's going to be coming off your body. And if you put one hand above the other, what you'll be able to feel is that warmth that's there. So you may, for example, choose not to touch the skin if you've got somewhere that's particularly sensitive. But you might actually just choose to put your hand maybe a a few centimetres away where you feel safe. And this is also a useful exploration to know... What it's like if what happens is that you find that you're extremely scared of putting your hand even two centimetres above an area which is very hypersensitive, but you need to have your hand 10 or 20 centimetres away, and it's only at that point that you feel safe, that's going to give some idea of what it might be like for you if you are in an environment where a lot of people are moving around. So your big space, a big space around this, this part of yourself. So this, this element of really prepping yourself before you do this kind of work, getting into the right mind frame, feeling calm, um, knowing you've got time to do this, spending the time little and often during the day is very important. So with this process, we're going to start with um, touch, so, starting on your unaffected leg, if you have those of you who are listening to this who perhaps have some problem, you you could also do this with an upper limb, incidentally, or you, you could do it you could do it anywhere. You could do it on your side. You could do it um, if you have um, a problem with putting your hands on your skin, let's say on your right leg. You could start by doing this on your left leg. If you have a problem below the knee, you could start by doing this above the knee. So, this is all about confidence building and it's, remember, it's about self learning. So, if you have a day where your problem seems to be particularly pronounced, then perhaps do the movements that I'm going to explain to you on your not so uncomfortable leg, where you probably feel a bit more safe, and then transfer over onto the limb, which is more uncomfortable. So start with safety, always. And remember that when you put your hands onto your, if you like, unaffected limb, and you feel what the tissues are like in that unaffected limb, this is also um, a very good way of appraising how the tissue feels on the other leg because I suppose we, we have to make an assumption that if you've got something happening with your right leg or your left leg or your right arm or your left arm, and it's extremely painful and uncomfortable, and I know some of the people listening to this might have problems like complex regional pain syndrome, Um, if you've got some tissue and you go straight to work with that area you really don't have any baseline so you could start to do this work on the leg or the arm or the thigh or wherever it might be um, on the one that's not affected so that you can just really feel what that one feels like I mean how often do we really explore and feel what our tissue feels like probably not often so if you're not sure where to start, start on on a limb that's not affected and then move over to the limb that is affected. And I want you to just use, use your hands, if you're able to use your hands on your leg, and if you're not able to use both hands, you could use one hand. If you have an upper limb problem, you could use one hand. But if you can, I want you to take both hands, positioning yourself in a way that the... Your body is actually able to feel supported and comfortable so that you can make sure you can get to the part that you're working on again without triggering too much discomfort, too much pressure, too much difficulty because that also is going to cause you to tense up. And just press, put both hands lightly, just rest them on your tissues on your unaffected leg or unaffected arm um, and just gently press with your hands, just gently pressing. So if you imagine that if you were to be looking at the limb, there's a compass, a north, south, east and west compass, and you can line your compass up however you want to, but the compass will have what we call cardinal lines. So there will be lines that go from north to south, and then there will be lines that go from east to west. So you're going to have this crossover point in the centre. So when you put your hands either side, uh, these are really on east and west. And your east and west could be just below or above the area that you have discomfort. But let's say start on the unaffected side and just press in gently with both hands. And if you're doing this on your unaffected leg, feel what it feels like and feel how much you can tolerate this pressure. Now, remember that sometimes it might be that, you know, you could kneel down and maybe have someone rest. If you think of sports or activities, sometimes when you watch athletes doing sport or activity, you can actually see them all being landed on a rugby scrum or football or many different sports, hockey. People are actually landing on another person and that power and that pressure, if you imagine the force and the weight, is extremely high so when you're doing this I want you to actually just be aware of what it feels like to put a small amount of pressure and you're in control so as I said to you before there's no medals to be handed out just gently pressing both hands east and west And when you feel comfortable that you know what that unaffected limb feels like then transfer over and begin to start to do the same thing on the affected limb. So very gently, going at whatever depth and pace you feel comfortable. If we were to grade, let's say the pressure of when you did this on your unaffected limb, we could say it was graded naught to 10. So naught is pretty much no pressure, hands literally just on the skin. Um, 10 is whatever pressure you feel maximally comfortable to take. When you come to do this on your affected limb, you can also grade the pressure on this side. So the pressure on this side is going to have a 0 to 10 scale, but it's not going to be the same length of scale as it is on the unaffected side. So if we were to imagine this as a line, a line like a a tape measure, you can imagine that 0 to 10 on one side might be know in your mind's imagination you know a meter long let's say but on your affected side it might be that you only have a small amount of movement pressure that you can tolerate between your naught and your 10. so as you're putting on this pressure just put in say between naught to one or naught to two and feel what that's like and then go backward and forward between one leg and the other leg, and just compare what it feels like. And as you're gently pressing with your hands, you can take this at whatever speed you want to. If you go slowly and just gently put the pressure on, very slowly, and keeping that pressure on, just holding that pressure there, and then just very, very gently releasing the pressure again. So you can go at a very, very slow pace. And remember, you can stop the recording at any time that you want to, in order that you're able to just focus on this one part of the process. So just this east to west. So this is the first first process. So stop the recording if you want to, continue with just working on that in your own time and take however, much time you want to. And then we will continue with the second process. Alright, so welcome back. If you've been practicing that first process, then we'll progress on now to the second process. But remember, there is No gain to be made from rushing straight from one process to the next. If you want to, you can just focus on doing one process for a few days and then begin to start to introduce a second process. So the second process, we're still going to be using this compass, north, south, east and west. And if you can remember back to where the north was in relation to your body and where the south was and the east and the west and this time what you're going to do is you're going to choose to put your hand on your unaffected leg first and as you do this and this is more specifically for the client that I'm working with and those that are not my client I will explain what to do. But when you're putting your hand on your unaffected leg, your hand wants to be in the north, so one in the north, and if we're talking about a leg, that would be sort of towards the front of the shin maybe, that might be north. And then it wants to be one hand towards the east, so that would be one hand sort of on the inside, if you like, so where the, both legs face each other. And you're going to repeat the process that you did before just with this pressure. So, just feeling what it's like to put pressure, and you can move your hands gently down the leg. So, you can move your hands maybe just a few millimeters as you press and then release in your own time. When your hands are not Pressured, I want you to move them down just a few millimetres and put a little pressure a little lower. Feel what this area feels like. And continue doing this until you've really felt what it feels like all the way down the inside of this limb. Now this is a left leg. what We're talking about. It's the inside of a limb, and it's north and it's east. If it were to be the inside of your arm, if for those people who are listening into this, who are not my client, and obviously you could use your fingers, either side, and you could just gently move your fingers down as you put pressure, say, on your forearm. If your affected lower limb is your left limb, then you would start with your right limb. And if it was your left arm, you would start with your right arm. So start with the limb that's not affected so that you can actually get the feeling of what it's like when you put pressure on an area that is not giving you problems. So now that you've worked on the limb that is unaffected, I want you to move over and draw your attention to positioning your hands. If this is my client, one hand to the north, which is on the shin area, and one hand on the west, which is inside the right leg. And starting towards the top, below the knee, just at the top there. Just putting these very small and gentle pressures on, remembering this idea of having the pressure from 0 to 10 and how the pressure will vary from one leg to the other leg. So your 0 to 10 on your unaffected leg is going to be different from the 0 to 10 on the affected leg. The ability that you have, if you like to, the depth of pressure that you can put in might be quite different, your tolerance level. Um, So it's important to work within this tolerance level at about a maximal pressure of 25%, so about a quarter. So even if we were saying, you know, 0 to 10, we wouldn't be going much above 2.5, 2.5 to start with, just so that you feel safe. And... Beginning to slowly repeat what you did before when you were doing it from east to west. So that you start a little at the top, put a little pressure on, take it off. Allow your hands to move down a few centimetres or a few millimetres. And then put pressure in a slightly different place. And with an air of exploration because what you're wanting to do is just discover the responses so that you become more self-aware of what it can be that can sometimes cause, let's say, a sharp onset of pain, a twist or a turn that might suddenly cause, or something digging in. So those two processes you can repeat at your own pace, in your own time. With the second process, I want you to continue doing this. I will give you a break in the recording and then we will go on from this to progress. So hello and welcome back, hopefully you've managed to stop and start the recording and find yourself to the place where we are now at the third process. So with this process, uh, it it is necessary to feel comfortable to be able to do the previous two processes. And if you don't feel comfortable doing those two previous processes, then don't progress to this one because this one is going to be a progression. And there are no medals, (laughs) there is no benefit to jump into doing something that's a progression. Until you feel really comfortable doing something at a lower level and you have the awareness there to know what it is that you can tolerate without triggering any fear or anxiety or output of pain or hypersensitivity. And also you need to give yourself enough time to ensure that what you've done is not going to have an effect later on. So let's come back to that first movement that you did, where you had your hands east and west on your limb, and you were pressing with both hands, just pressing in both together. So you're going to repeat this now on the unaffected limb. Remember, get a baseline measure of what it feels like to actually put your hands on your unaffected limb or hand, if you're doing this with your one hand, And now you're going to put pressure first on one hand and then the other. And the output from that is going to be that as you put pressure on one hand and then you put pressure on the other, this is actually going to move the tissue from side to side. So if this were to be your calf, let's say, and your leg was bent, as you put pressure on one hand and then the other, the the soft tissue would actually move from side to side. And as you do that, then that is going to move the nerves, Vessels, vessels or soft tissue etc under the skin very gently and if for example you have any problems with nerves that might be perhaps slightly caught or trapped or if you have any slight um, what we call adhesions little bits of stuck tissue for want of a better way of describing it then again it's very important to go in slowly pressing on one hand and the other and feeling what it feels like first on this unaffected limb so pressure on one side and then on the other side and then when you're ready remember you can stop the recording at any time so that you can focus on what it is that you're doing at that stage you move over to doing the same thing hands either side on your affected limb And as I said before, remember to make sure that you've done the groundwork so that you know that you're comfortable and confident and that you're in a situation and circumstance where you feel safe to do this. And that's completely inside your control. So just moving the tissue gently from one side to the other, maybe moving the tissue over, holding it there for a few seconds, gently releasing, giving your system time just to settle, and then moving the tissue over to the other side. So not flip-flopping the tissue quickly, allowing your system just to accommodate, and then moving, and maybe just repeating that two or three times, and then stopping and observing how the tissue feels, and then coming back and repeating again, and maybe doing a little, standing up, walking around, coming back, and doing a little more. So, this can be repeated small numbers of times, many, many times during the day. This process should only be taking, moving the tissue from side to side should only be taking maybe 10 seconds, five seconds to do. So, just do it very slowly and breathe as you do it. Observe what's happening in your whole system. If your breathing begins to start to be um, interrupted as you do this, then that's usually a sign. Remember, if you get stressed, you're going to respond physiologically. You're going to tense up. So if you find you're holding your breath or you're gritting your teeth or you're frowning or you're feeling your shoulders tensing up, that's a good sign that actually it's a bit of a worry and a scare to do this. So just get yourself into that relaxed frame of mind and then start again. Okay, so now that you've been practicing these, I'm going to give you a few little seconds of break so that you can actually come back to this recording again and find this last section. So this last section is really the third section of progression. So we've started with one session of the pressing and then we've started, we've gone into the second, which was doing alternating pressures. And then, and this third session is a progression and remember, please do the sessions in this order and you would, you could take a few days to building up to doing this. And at the end of this part of the recording, I will explain how you could take this into other things that you can do. So you're going to repeat the last two positionings that you've done with your hand. Or if you're listening to this and you're not my client and you're working on a, an upper limb, it might be your fingers. And you're going to use the same idea of this compass, north, south, east and west. And you're going to repeat these two, these two areas of hands east and west, hands north and then over to the side so that you have um, just one, if you like, quadrant of this circle under your hands. And I'm going to explain what you're going to do. But guess by now you should be familiar with your hand positions and know where your hands can go comfortably or your fingertips and also know what it feels like to be pressing uh, side to side, you've done side to side east to west and you've done the, the north to west and the north to east type of pressures. So this time you're going to position your hands, the first one is to start with the east west and you're going to begin to start to make a clockwise circle with one of your hands, it doesn't matter which one it is but you're your, skin, your hand is not going to move on your skin. Your hand is going to be moving the skin. So this is a very, very small movement. So this is actually moving the tissue rather than sliding your hand on the skin, which is two different things. So one hand is stationary. The other one is performing a circle. And remember to start off on your unaffected limb first so you can feel what it feels like to do this. Notice whether you start with your right hand or your left hand or which fingers you start with or your thumb if you're doing this on an upper limb. And as and I say, notice if it goes clockwise or anti-clockwise to start with. Which is your... Which is your instinct to go clockwise or anti-clockwise with this hand? And you could you can maybe just play with this a little bit. And this is all on the good side, if you like, on the unaffected side. You can play with this and see what it's like to actually um, go in the opposite direction with with this hand or fingertips. What's it like to go anti-clockwise? You know, what's it like to go clockwise? Feel what it feels like. How much does this tissue feel like? coming with you, how slowly do you need to have to move in order for the tissue to come with you without you coming off and sliding? Once you've explored that, and remember, you can take however long you want to, then you can draw your attention to your other hand or your fingertips or your thumb, if you're doing it on your upper limb. And you can start to move this hand And you can observe whether this one goes clockwise or anti-clockwise, which is your instinct to do. Notice what it feels like. Notice your breathing. Notice if you're breath holding or you're tensing up or if it's causing you concern. And then repeat the movements in the other clockwise direction. What it feels like, and then maybe play with the idea of doing one hand clockwise, the other hand clockwise or anti clockwise, whatever it might be that you choose to do, and just switch it around. Maybe do clockwise with one hand while the other one stays still, and then clockwise with the other hand, and then maybe do one hand clockwise and one hand anti clockwise, and then change direction see what that feels like so that you're switching between one and the other. Again, this is all on the unaffected limb to start with because remember you want to create these laboratory exploration conditions with a sense of curiosity, just to find out what it's like to actually move this tissue. And you can move your hand slightly down your leg so you can try in different areas or down your limb, your upper limb, try it in different areas See where your body feels more like going with you and where it feels more tight. And then, of course, you can have a rest. Just breathe, feel what it feels like. And then bring your attention to your affected limb. And place your hands in the first configuration, which was um, east and west and then obviously you can progress on to doing your quadrant condition of north and east or north and west around the area which is perhaps an epicenter of problem for you and again explore this moving with clockwise anti-clockwise notice how it what it does with your whole system Working within your limits of safety and comfort is incredibly important because most of the day we want to to feel safe. And if what you do is practice your movements within this level of comfort, then you can also have the time to find out what it feels like afterwards. So when you've finished doing all of these sequences, you can actually stand up and walk around and notice what your leg feels like. Um, Notice how your leg feels when you're using it. Notice how your arms feel if you've got an upper limb problem. Notice how your arm feels. Notice if perhaps this touching of your limbs has made a change to your ability to sense your limbs. And... um, Practice this uh, whenever you feel that you want to. It's a good idea to practice um, all of the movements that we have done today, so far, in this staged process. And if what happens is that you get a day where you're feeling particularly, if you're not well, if you've been under a lot of personal stress, for example, or starting new medication or something's happening then just go right back to the beginning (laughs) be kind to yourself go right back to the beginning start all over again take it steady work at your own pace if you um remember that you know even if you're having a really bad day and you just don't feel like doing it you can just close your eyes you can listen to this recording and you can just imagine yourself putting your hands there You can imagine yourself moving the tissues. We know that the way that our brain works is that when we start to think about things, our brain fires off the same patterns and pathways. And you will have observed that if you've ever watched parents, for example, watching their children playing football or rugby or any sort of sport, uh, anything. You might even have found if you're watching TV and you're watching football yourself or show jumping, you know, you might watch the people on the horses galloping around and as they come up to a jump, you can almost feel yourself leaning forward as if you're on that horse. Oh, and you're jumping all the jumps with that person or you're watching this Paralympian powering around a corner just coming up to beat the person in front and oh, you can feel yourself there and you're almost in their body, willing them to move. What's happening is that you're actually firing off those same pathways. You're not running, you're not riding the horse, you're not playing golf, but you're triggering off those same pathways just by watching somebody else moving, just by imagining moving, and just by talking about moving. So if what you're having is a day when you're feeling particularly on edge. Maybe there's a lot happening, a lot to think about, then drop right down and do this activity in your imagination. So I hope this has been of help to you. This recording um, is created on the 1st of November uh, 2021. As always with any recordings, I'm always happy for you to put some kind of comments in the comments section below. And I would say thank you to my client for allowing me to share this process with the rest of the people out there who might find that there's something to benefit. Um, If you want to book a consultation with me or discuss any problems that you may be having, having, you can always contact me through my um, calendarly support, which means that you can book a consultation with me, I always offer a free half hour consultation to have a conversation with people and I put the link in below this and that opportunity is available to anyone through the UK and overseas uh, in UK um, time zones so the calendar is UK time zones and you may have to check that it has translated into UK from UK time into your time zone And that you haven't booked an appointment in the middle of the night um, or at four o'clock in the morning, which has happened with some clients before now um, who have been completely unaware that actually what they booked was an appointment just when they were about to go to bed or to wake up or asleep, or whatever. So uh, thank you very much for listening on and uh, good luck. And I hope all goes well. Take care. Love you. Bye bye.